0: Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Thursday evening, September fourteenth, and we are back with a preview episode for the
1: Louisville game. Richie, how you doing? Good, man. I'm. A, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about Friday night games, but I'm actually pretty excited about this one. You know, get to get home from work. There's no long waiting period. Just get right into the action. And once again, the only show in town. Just like LSU. Very excited. Another great opportunity for Florida State. I'm
0: excited to get home from work on Friday as well. And uh, and tune into the game. No, I'm just kidding. My, my work that day will be touring uh, distilleries and hopefully being able to walk into the stadium straight. Hey, I am live here at Bay Cannon again for our second preview show live here on site. Richie's drinking his Bay Cannon. I see his Elias there. Look at his double IPA, man, on a on a Wednesday night, bro. Just like crush it. Uh, if I know Richie. He'll have more than one, too. So it's more like a quadruple IPA. Um, the but wife uh, is on live, text.
1: We're, we're ready to go here yeah,
0: yeah Lindsay <laughs> we need another one we are at Bay Cannon Beer Co here in Tampa live if you come down on any preview night you get a Bogo beer if you wear your um, wear your team's beer if you're if you're not an FSU fan or if you're watching this you probably are but if you're not an FSU fan and you want to wear your race stuff great you know get, get you a Bogo beer um I am joined by Matt the co-founder of Bay Cannon and we're gonna talk with Matt for just a minute about what's going on at the brewery a little bit about the game we won't keep you super long but thanks for hanging out man
2: yeah man happy to be here thanks for coming we'll uh have a lot of fun here turning this into a wednesday night party hopefully
0: yeah no i'm, I'm excited for these as they continue to grow as they continue to happen this is our first one on wednesday night we did one on thursday before the uh, lsu game this is the first one on wednesday um so i think they'll continue to grow we've got some good relationships with
2: the. both Boosters, and the Tampa Knowles Club, I think we're going to get more and more people out here, so, but if you get tonight, get a little bit of a crowd, we'll start throwing some specials out, or some, you know, have a, have a reason for people to show up, and, and kind of link it all in together, and yeah. try to have some fun with it, but yeah, man, it's no,
0: good. It's really cool, no, it's, it's fun to come out, it's fun to be out, it's fun to have a beer while you're uh, doing a podcast, so always a, always a good time. Um, what's going on with the brewery in the next couple of weeks or so, and what, what can people look forward to?
2: Yeah, not, not so much next couple weeks, but uh, we're a month out now from our first West Tampa market of the season. We do uh, markets right across the street here uh, once a month in the, uh, well, cold months, I guess we call them, but, but not really. <laughs> the winter. <laughs> uh, winter, winter months. Yeah, that starts October 16th. Uh, that's great. We're going to, we just had a pretty big management change here at the brewery. So we're going to take things back over and start cranking up some good events again. There is live jazz by the local Blake High School jazz band every Saturday night, which is pretty awesome. There's live music on Sunday. And uh, we're going to start, we obviously, podcasts showing up and doing live shows. And we, we used to do a lot of fun events, so we'll get back to doing that and uh, and just kind of keep everybody updated when uh, next time you're here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you don't publicize this a lot. You don't put this out, but I will ask you, you're familiar with FSU football, walked on there, played a little – what are your thoughts just right now with where the team is heading into this big game, massive opportunity like Richie talks about? What are your thoughts about this weekend Your
2: the team in general? Yeah, man, I, I do remember those playing days, but I remember more of my coaching days because they were so much worse. <laughs> it was such a grind to have your butt chewed by a head coach all day for two years. Um, and, I, and I think about these games, you know, kind of how I would, feeling in those staff meetings Friday night obviously weird um, it's high school football night it's still having a little bit of trouble yeah uh, so which means that they had to move their week back their prep back but with the bye week you know I think that that they're rested at least as rested as they can be at this point um, based on what I've seen which is just a two game sample by both teams we're, we're a better football team than they are yeah. that doesn't mean that we can't go lay an egg because we're all Florida State fans here. We've all been here for five last five years, so we know. Um but I'm I'm excited to see them take this step right the the, the LSU win was a big win. We've had a couple of those in the last couple years at UNC that we shouldn't have won knocked off Miami. But this is one of those games that you should win that maybe in the past couple years we haven't won. And, uh, and like you said earlier, it's a national televised game. will be uh, the only show in town. Um, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, as I've been saying all week. I, I, I am extremely happy with what the betting line has done. Uh, we were opened at one-point favorites. We're at three now, so that means a lot of people got on early with some smart money, hopefully. Yeah. So that made me feel a little bit better than seeing that minus one. Uh, so, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited. Excited to see us kind of take that next step, uh, you know, 3-0 and would be huge for us, uh, heading back home.
1: Yeah, Matt, just wanted to ask you real quick. Obviously, you uh, were a big part of our Notre Dame tailgate last year up in Tallahassee. Introduced me to your beer, the Frankie one. I had no idea it was seasonal. I was at Total Wine. I'm like, where can I get this Frankie? I see the Xander. I see the Elias. All great beers. But I told you, man, I need that Frankie back in production. That's coming back, right?
2: There is a rumor that Frankie is, is, is going to find its way back on tap. Nice. Um, yeah, we're, we're changing things up a little bit at the brewery on how we're going to go about managing what beers do on go on tap so that some of those can stay a little longer as well. And if they end up becoming something that people really like, then we can use that uh, out in the larger market as well. So, yeah, Frankie will find its way back here pretty soon.
0: But it it was a good beer. Only on tap because then I can charge like anything for the crowlers. Like the uh, the secondary on that is going to be nuts.
2: Well, I, I you know I'm I'm excited to figure out how the delivery portion that we're going to implement goes, and um, some local shipping that we you know obviously can put together too. Obviously, we have our beer available for shipping and our uh, hemp seltzer, non-alcoholic hemp seltzers on Bavana.com. Yeah. Um, only Xander, Xander is the only one that's available there now, but that, that should change too. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get some Frankie back here for you, Richie. I know you say your dog is named Frankie.
1: Oh yeah. A little wiener dog named Franklin. So, you know, it, it's just a match made in heaven. When, when my wife saw the Frankie beer at the Notre Dame tailgate, she's like, yep, yeah, this is all I'm drinking the rest of the day.
2: <laughs> yeah. Then Joe uh, knocked it out of the park with that one. We'll get it back. And uh, we'll make sure that you have that in front of you for a show, uh, hopefully down the road.
1: Awesome, man. Really appreciate the partnership and looking forward to doing this all season long.
0: Yeah, likewise, man. Yeah, we appreciate you, Matt. Thank you again for letting us come by. You got it. Happy to be here. Go Knowles. Yes. Go Noles. Cheers. Excited. I threw a link in the comments, guys. If you go to the link there, um, that is through Bobana. You guys can order some of this fantastic bacon and beer that uh, Richie and I are both drinking right now. Um, would suggest it. It's really good stuff. Uh, I wouldn't be here. I leave my house enough, so I wouldn't be here every Wednesday night if if it wasn't good. And I really appreciate Matt and his partnership for sure. Okay, let's jump into it, Richie. We've got about 20 minutes before our guest comes on, Mark Ennis. Ennis. Oh, remember last year I said Ennis, and he gave me a hard time for that. Mark Ennis. This is third year, second year in a row coming up. I his so, third year. He's been on every yeah, year. Every year. So we're awesome. owing to if he if we lose this one, I'm never having Yeah, that. we're done. We're done He's, with the guy, right? <laughs> I'm I'm done with him for sure. Uh, I'll move over a little bit so you guys can see some of these beers and stuff behind me. I love their setup. Look at this, man. Like, again, hit the link in the comments. You can go shop all of Bay Cannon's beer right now on Bavana. Um, stuff's stuff's great. So let's jump into it, Richie. Um, Florida State at Louisville. Friday night, seven thirty on ESPN. If you guys are watching, if you're listening, hit the share button. If you're not subscribed, smash the subscribe button. Whew, that's a tongue twister. Just uh, smashed half- halfway through the beer. Um, series history: FSU is sixteen and six overall, but foreign and four since Louisville joined the ACC. Scott Satterfield is one game under five hundred, so trying to get. Uh, 2-500, as Matt mentioned, the game opened up. Some books with Louisville as a favorite, some with FSU as a favorite, some as a pick Currently 2.5 is the consensus. 2.5 three-point favorite for Florida State, over under 57. Uh, Richie, what are your thoughts on Louisville through two weeks? Pretty poor showing against Syracuse. I didn't think they were great against UCF, but I do think Malik Cunningham made just enough dynamic plays to get them over the hump there. Thoughts on UCF in general?
1: Yeah. Louisville, uh, Louisville. I, I, yeah. I think it's really tough to tell TJ because uh, you know, we all entered this season thinking Syracuse was going to be an easy win after two weeks. I'm not so sure about that anymore. So they might be better than we thought is Louisville that bad. I don't know. Opening your season in ACC play on the road is tough. Still a dismal showing, right? 31 to seven. You can't have that. And uh, The first half against UCF, it looked like they were going to drop to 0-2. Second half, Louisville kind of changed their offense to what it has been. You know, they spreaded them out a little more, let Malik run the ball. Uh, They they got away from these jumbo sets with tight ends and extra blockers that they were trying to run against Syracuse and you know, the first half against UCF. I don't know what to think about Louisville. I think being their home opener, Conference opener after a, a hard-fought win in Orlando win. People joke, but it, the bounce house is a tough environment to play, um, relatively speaking. But, yeah, I don't know what to make of Louisville right now. I really don't. I think we will get their best game of the year, but I've not been impressed at all with them, especially in the trenches, which we'll talk about a little later.
0: Yeah, I, that was going to be my biggest takeaway is when you watch that BC game, I didn't think that they're – I'm sorry, BC – when you watch that UCF game, I didn't think their trenches were super impressive. I thought UCF was, was pushing them back pretty hard, and I don't know. To me, it's hard to imagine a scenario where Florida State's not able to dominate the trenches. I mean, shoot, we saw them dominate the trenches against an SEC opponent, right? And, and so to think, that, yeah, to think that we wouldn't do the same against a, a Louisville team that, you know, Got there, you-know-what pushed in by Syracuse. And then also I thought UCF was better along the offensive-defensive lines. Um, It it would be pretty shocking for me for them to not be able to dominate there. The X factor is Malik Cunningham. You listed some stats out here. He's got 8,500 passing yards total, uh, 62 touchdowns, 38 on the ground. Been really, really good. Almost 3,000 yards career rushing, completing at a clip of almost 60%. Um, he's the difference for Louisville, right? And so, yeah. what are your thoughts on Malik Cunningham? Do you feel like Florida State can slow him down? Where are you when it comes to him? Yeah.
1: So, I. Uh, it's interesting, right? Because at the ACC media today, Scott Satterfield made a point to say, you know, we're going to showcase his ability as a quarterback, right? They, they wanted him to have more of that traditional quarterback role, which didn't make a lot of sense because he is an elite college quarterback or at very least borderline elite. So to take away his legs, you know, a little bit early on didn't make a lot of sense to me. He's not a great passer. He doesn't have the weapons he has had recently. There's no Tutu Atwell. You know, he lost his best receiver to Alabama in the transfer portal, which if you're Louisville, you're going to get used to that, losing your best players every year. Um, Yeah, I, I still think he's a very good quarterback. Scott Satterfield, he's kind of on the hot seat, and I think he realized in the second half against UCF what works, and that's letting Malik be Malik, right? Call a pass play, but let him take it down and run. I, he's going to be a problem. Like, like I, I know they have not looked good offensively. Twenty-seven points in two games, that is horrific. Um, granted, they've played two decent opponents, but I, I I'm not going to lie, TJ, he terrifies me. And I know you talked about it on your spaces on Monday or Tuesday, I believe. It's going to be up to Adam Fuller to to neutralize him, right? It, it, this is Adam Fuller's game. You mentioned it on your spaces. I agree entirely. Because Malik Cunningham, if you can find a way to neutralize him a little bit, he's going to get his 50, 60, 70 yards on the ground, right? He's going to. But if you can somehow slow him down and take away his other weapons, and we're going to talk about it, he doesn't have many, you should win this game. It's going to be up to the
2: defense.
1: Pick the magic number you want, but if Louisville scores 30-plus, that's a terrible job by Adam Fuller in this defense, in my opinion. I don't think they will. I'll, I'll say that. But you got to remember, they scored 31 points in the first half each of the last two years. Again, a lot of those weapons are now gone, so we'll see what happens. But, yeah, Cunningham still scares the crap out of me, man. He's, he's an electric athlete.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Super sticker. What is that thing here, Harlan? Tell me what that is, Harlan. Right. I love it. That's a good, yeah, super sticker. Thanks, Drip. Drip, I don't know what that is, but thank you for the uh, super sticker, y'all. I lo- I'm loving Colhane. Colhane's really oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. um, we've got some exciting stuff for for people that hit the uh, hit the um, whatever you call it. The um, I don't know. We had a super chat. Now. Here we, we go. We got soundboard, bro. We're we're upgrading. We're doing live shows. We've, I actually got a real mic for the first time in my life. You know, it's a whole new TJ here. It's a whole new double Fresno saw. Um, you're right. I mean, it comes down to Fuller. It it comes down to their ability to limit him. My guy, Max, that does the seminal executive brief, um, mentioned that if they can just make him one dimensional, right? Like if they can take away his legs or take away his arm, either one, like if they can make him one dimensional, they should win the game. Like we should find out on Friday night that this team was better and that they prevailed. If they can't, if he can beat you both in the air and on the ground, that's going to be trouble for SU because he's the kind of athlete that can keep you in a game. Fuller struggled against him the last couple of years. You wrote this, um, you wrote this down in the notes. But at the end of the day, you just can't let one guy beat you. I, I mentioned this on the spaces too, and I think it's kind of like, um, kind of like you know, in March Madness when we play Ja Morant, right, or or somebody like that. You can either let him go off. And stop everyone else, or stop everyone, or or stop him, and let everybody else go. You know, like either way, it doesn't matter. But you've got to be able to slow down both his either his legs or his arm. Otherwise, you're in a lot of trouble because he's really freaking good. Um, Jordan Travis has not played especially well uh, against Louisville. Looking to redeem himself a little bit after that 2020 performance, was injured through a lot of last year's game. What are your thoughts on Jordan and, and how he ends up playing this weekend?
1: First of all, I, I hope he one-ups himself on that uh, when he decided to turn into Allen Iverson and just do a crossover to himself right into the end zone on that on that fumbled snap. Um, but other than that, not a great game, right? Florida State goes down, scores on the opening drive on a miraculous play by Jordan Travis, where, again, there's balls fumbled. He just dribbles it to himself and goes into the end zone. Uh, not much else happened on Florida State's favor that day, 48-16. to 16. Um, clearly not the result we're hoping for, but man, I, and I don't follow all 130 teams. I don't pretend to, but you're going to have a hard time showing me a quarterback that's progressed more than Jordan Travis has from that night in Louisville or that afternoon in 2020 to where he was against LSU two weeks ago, right? He has developed a lot. He understands this offense and man, his weapons have been upgraded massively, I think Jordan Travis is going to play really well. I was actually uh, trading messages with his brother Devin earlier this week, and I was asking him, "Hey, like, what's his thoughts about going to Louisville? Is is this personal?" (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I ran into the guy at the hotel (laughs) in New Orleans, so I'm like, "Let me reach out to him again." But no, and I said, "Is is this personal for him going back to Louisville?" He said, "No, he just wants to win." That was his exact comment. He just wants to win, is what his brother told me, and I believe it. And I think Jordan has a command of this offense. I think. He, he's expert level in this offense at this point, and his skill set is catching up. So, you know, he talked about he's been in the film room till 10, 11 o'clock at night with his dog, which I think is hilarious and awesome. As a dog owner, I can relate to that as well. Um, just studying film, and it's showing, right? That that LSU game, some of his best passes weren't even caught, right? The one to came McDonald down the seam in, a, in an extremely tight window. If Jordan Travis is poised and plays his game, I feel really good about the offense's chance to do their job, right? and we talked about if the offense does their job, the defense doesn't have to play an outstanding game. The defense can play their C game because I don't think Louisville's offense is that good. But I, I have a lot of confidence in Jordan Travis, and that's mainly because of the confidence he has in himself and the confidence that Mike Norvell and Alex Atkins has in Jordan Travis as well.
0: I also look at our defense and think that there's a lot that our defense can do, going back to that side of the ball. Um, better than UCF did. And at the end of the day, they, they held Louisville to 20 points, right? Like, So they, wow. they weren't terrible by any means. They, they really let Malik get off for one long run. I think it was a 44-yard run that ended up being the difference in the game. But I, I think our defense is going to play it better. I, I like our defensive line more than I like UCF's defensive line. I like the athletes like Briggs and Verse and Bethune and DeLoach and Jamie and Dent and Cooper. Like, I love the way that our defense matches up here. And I truly believe that we'll hold them under 24 points, right? Like, I I think I could see them getting a couple of touchdowns, a few field goals, and making it like 21, 23, somewhere in there. And that's where I think that if we can play collectively, if we can play as a unit of both an offense and defense and special teams, and we can just do what we need to do. Like, to me, it's not about doing anything. Like, man, what is the path to victory for Florida State? And in this game, I very much think that it's just taking care of the fundamentals, doing what you need to do. I think Florida State's better than Louisville. We'll see if Mark agrees with this. I think Florida State's better than Louisville at every single position on the field. The one that you might be able to argue is you might say Malik's better than Jordan. I don't believe so. Like, I would take Jordan over Malik if you wanted to have the argument that you think Malik's – like, that's fine. Like, I'll give you that one. I think Florida State's better everywhere else. Better running backs, better offensive line, better wide receivers – Better defensive line, better linebackers, better secondary. I don't know much about Louisville's kicker, but yeah. So maybe they have that one too, but I like where we're at as a team. And to me, it's the path to victory is just taking care of the things you need to take care of and you'll be perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. So, so I'll say the, the one spot that I think Louisville really likes is their cornerbacks. Um, You know, we'll talk a little bit about Jarvis Brownlee. He's listed as a backup this week. But I, I don't have the confidence in our cornerbacks that I had coming into the season. A lot of that's Marin Cooper, right? He's not been healthy. He had a phenomenal end of the season. Phenomenal spring, right? A little underwhelming against LSU. Granted, that's the best receivers he's going to face all year. But the receivers worry me a little bit. Man, as much as I'm worried about our kicker, Louisville's kicker eight and ups better. He's like 70% on the year. Again, it's early, but... I have no confidence in either kicking game heading into this game. So hopefully it doesn't come down to field goals because it might be one of those where they just trade like a bunch of missed field goals and, and then something freaky happens. But yeah, I, I agree, man. You can argue Malik and Jordan. I'm taking Jordan, by the way. Um, but the, the, our safeties far and away, but the cornerbacks, I need to see more. I like Renato Green what he's had. I need Amari and Cooper to be healthy and playing like he was last year to feel very confident about that. But it, to me, this game comes down to our cornerbacks, right? Because if you can just man up on the outside and you can have Deloach and Bethune help spy uh, Cunningham and, and limit his running game, this game's a walk in the park. Easier said than done. But that's that's the main match I'm looking at is well, – and they don't have the dynamic guys outside, but I'm looking at Louisville's receivers our cornerbacks in man situations. That, to me, will decide this game to a certain extent. Touchdown, Florida State! Touchdown! Look at S- that! U. Look at that! Another one. Play that again, Harlan. Harlan's got all downboards here. Touchdown! F
0: S U! Shout out my guy Eddie. Eddie's helping us a little bit on Bourbon on a Budget. Um, what is your tailgate drink this weekend? Okay, so I Richie, like, do you know, like, will you? Okay, so I know you're a beer guy, but like, will you do a little harder stuff because we're in Louisville, like, in honor of me being plastered on Friday at about five p.m.? Uh, what's What's going on there?
1: So I'm going to be at um, Harry Buffalo, downtown Orlando. If, if you're in Central Florida, please go out there. It's, it's the official Seminole Club of Greater Orlando. A good portion of the proceeds all go directly back to the Seminole Boosters and the Alumni Association. Um, so since I'm going downtown, I have a rule. I no longer drink liquor when I'm outside of my house, typically. Unless I'm on an airplane heading to New Orleans. That was a bad idea, too. But um, I'll be drinking beer, probably IPAs. But we're probably going to leave at halftime to come home. Um, just because I'm an old man and I want to watch the second half at home in, in my own peace and quiet. And I might break open some, uh, maybe some Woodford, you know, a little Louisville flavor. Um, you know, I, I told you I'm planning a bachelor party heading up to uh, Louisville in a few weeks, and I'm going to get some advice from you. But, yeah, just probably some maybe some uh, Woodford on the way home. I'm sure so you've got I, some way better plans than oh, I do.
0: <laughs> so I was going to – but you won't drink any – I was going to Venmo you right now.
1: And like buy you a bourbon drink,
0: but you won't drink it. If you go out, you won't drink bourbon. If I Venmo you right
1: now, I'll tell you, I'll I'll be with my, uh, my buddy Mark who's at the tailgate who who gets a little rowdy and we'll we'll both have a bourbon on the rocks before kickoff. If you want to do that. There we
0: go. Yeah. I'm going to send it over right now. Uh, Richie. All right, cool. So I'm buying Richie a drink. Yeah. Next person to super chat. I'll buy you a drink too. Just let me know what your Venmo is. Uh, after Ed, Ed does not count. We'll get Ed's up in a minute. Uh, to answer Eddie. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing a tour of, uh, A couple of places on Friday morning. We're going to Michter's. We're going to Peerless on on Thursday. We're going to Heaven Hill. We're going to a couple of things on Friday as well. Coming back, hopefully be able to stand up. I'm going to be hanging out with my guy, Max, the similar executive brief um, for the tailgate beforehand. So the answer for me is just like, yes. Like, I'm like everything this weekend, bro. I mean, it's all bourbon. I'm going to try and avoid beer unless I'm eating dinner. I don't like bourbon with my dinner. But uh, it'll be beer for me. All right, Harlan, hit the next one.
1: And I can listen to Jeff Koolhane all day. all. Dude,
0: day. <laughs> that it play one more time, Harlan. That one's fantastic. Fire up the war chance and plant the spear. Lulls win. Lulls win. Yeah. Thank you, Ed, for the uh, for the super chat. I think we open up running the ball all over them. If this if we stack the box, then JT torches them with the pass, which will open back up the run. Ed, you are spot on. The other day, somebody came in the spaces, and <laughs> bro, this is what they said. They said, what if they stack the box against us? And I said, I hope teams stack the box against us this year. Like, I hope Clemson might be a different story. Everyone else, I hope they stack the box against us because I believe in Jordan Travis. And I think he has taken that step. And I could not agree. Ed, you are so spot on. Yes, please stack the box against us because the weapons that we finally have pokey, catching the ball one handed, span speed. Man, Johnny Wilson be able to go up. His high size, my goodness, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I like those running backs out of. Yeah, that. stack Back the box. I'd like it. I like that. Yeah, Do bring it. on the stack box. Ed, Do it. Be more excited than <laughs> this,
1: this beer country. does. So,
0: Richie, what are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah, man, it, it, I, I think he's spot on. I think we can run the ball down their throats, right? And we saw the oh, second man. half, and we'll talk uh, to Mark Ennis about this here shortly. But they did basically nothing but run blitzes on every single play because they got gashed by UCF. Well, guess what? Mike Norvell, for the flaws he may have, he is a phenomenal play caller, and uh, he sets up the run to throw the ball. If you're going to run blitz him and give him easy you know, reads on, on other plays, I love, love, love what that means for Florida State. Again, you have to establish a run a little bit to force those run blitzes, but if you get man-on-man, man, I like our receivers over their secondary all day, and I know Louisville really does like uh, probably – up to eight guys in their secondary between, you know, the corners and safeties, but none of them are elite to the point where they're just going to shut down half the field. Right. So I'm, I'm pumped for that. I, I do think this offense is, is Taylor made to take on this defense. Can you handle the success against Louisville? Can you handle what will be, it, it's going to be a raucous environment uh, at Louisville. It's their first, again, first home game, Uh home opener, ACC opener. It, it's going to be a really rowdy crowd liquored up on bourbon. And I love it. But yeah, it, it I'm the way I'm look, looking at this is like North Carolina last year, right? When we went up to Chapel Hill. If you can jump on them early and take the crowd out of it, game's over. No. If you let them get out to a hot start, you're going you're in for a dog fight all night long, so it, it, but I agree, establish the run to open the pass and Jordan Travis is going to surprise a lot of teams at least early in the season with his passing ability in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I I I just don't have a ton of confidence in Louisville's defense. Honestly, when they were playing UCF, I thought Plumley could have just hit guys that were wide open that UCF would have absolutely, you know, kind of mauled them. Yeah. I, I thought UCF was doing some good things offensively, and like Plumley was just so erratic with the ball that they just couldn't get anything done. Again, appreciate the super chats, Ed, absolutely, um, spec, Eddie. Again, when Mark comes on, if you guys have any specific questions for Louisville. Uh, we're not going to pass those funds along to him, but we will ask him uh, your questions. So, Mark's won bottles of bourbon off of me the last two years. I, when I invited him back on the show, which he should be here in just a minute, uh, when I invited him back on the show this week, I said, "Hey, Mark, would you like to win another bottle of bourbon um, and come on Double Fries No Slaw this week?" And he said, "Sure, I'll be there. What time?" So, uh, coming on this show has been has been good for him. So, it, it's been a it's been a it's been a plus. Yeah, you know, one, one more point that I think we'll, we'll probably have Mark on. We'll probably be able to get Mark on. We're talking about Jordan opening up the, opening up the game with the with being able to pass. Um, I'm excited to see what the running backs do. I, you know, the running backs obviously look great against Duquesne. You factor an opponent there. But I'm excited to see what the running backs look like. Didn't have as, as great of a game against LSU, and I don't think that's super shocking with LSU's defensive line. But what do they look like um, coming up here? Let's see here. we got one more Harlan, and then oh. we'll get Mark on. Harlan die or something? Touchdown, Florida State! <laughs> Touchdown, FSU! Shout out, to TJ, for helping an all outside. I can't find my dang wallet. I won't be able to drink unless I find my ID. Bro, shoot me a, shoot me a message, and we'll get you taken care of. We the people. I have no idea who this is. So you just have the honor system here. If you send me a message and you say that you were we the people, I'll hook you up. I'll probably get 18 DMs that are asking for uh, for a free drink there. But I'll hook you up. We'll get you taken care of. All right. We have our guest. I want to give a quick shout out, and then we will get after it. Um, we are joined on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment by Mark Ennis of 93.9 Ville. Um, Doug and his team over at Rohan Law handle all personal injury matters, and they're ready to maximize your recovery your car wreck case or your slip and fall. Doug and his wife are both former marching chiefs and graduated from FSU's law school. It's a big-time booster. Loves FSU football and baseball. Shout out to Section D animals. And loves giving back to university by supporting NIL collectives and the boosters, just like we enjoy talking strategy and reviewing plans for FSU to win on Friday night. Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for your case. Call them today at 888 99 That's 888-99-N-O-L-E-S for free talk about your accident even if you don't need them now give them a follow on youtube and twitter it's at rohan r-o-h-a-n law pc you can give them a follow and they will entertain you teach you about your rights so you know exactly what to do in case of a slip and fall or a car crash they are your best friends on your worst day again that phone number is and i'm going to say it because it's the best number i've ever heard 888-99-NOLES n-o-l-e-s mark thank you so much for hanging out with us
3: Appreciate you guys having me. I'm going to tell myself that's Rohan Davy that you're talking about. Do you remember him? Are you young guys remember Rohan Davy? Okay. A little bit, yeah. All right. Uh, it's not. It's, it's not funnier not. to think about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Good stuff. My man Ty. Yeah, Harlan, play one more, and we'll get into the interview here. Fire up the war chance and plant despair.
3: those win. those win. We got a new play-by-play guy, and, and clearly we're we're very excited about it. Mark, How's that this, going? No, I got. I want to hear about this because Gene Deckerhoff, I grew up in Tampa, and so he's yeah, been the voice the of Bucks. the Bucks too. Like I know what it's like for his voice to be the plays you remember. How's uh, what's been the reception? I'm kind of curious about you guys. Well, he he,
1: he got thrown a bone against LSU. TJ, take that away because yeah, like, they set it up you, for him.
0: Yeah, you got to call a pretty iconic play to get get his welcome, but. Yeah, I, mean, I think people were up not upset, but people were like disappointed that Gene was gone. I mean, when he's not with the Bucks next year, I'll be upset about that too. Like I get to be double upset. So, um, but like Jeff has come in and been really, really good. And so, you know, I think there's like two trains of thought when you go with this. Like UF hired a guy because Mick, Huber, crazy that Mick stepped down too. Yeah. But um, UF hired a guy that was like kind of an ESPN guy, kind of, a you know, maybe a little more polite. And so like FSU went a different route with it. And I heard some of UF's guy, too, and he's really, really good. But I have loved calling him. And I think people have really, really enjoyed it. And what I think they've enjoyed the most is that not only is he calling the games and has some pretty cool calls already thanks to the LSU game, but he's like, he's not just doing the, the voice. right? Like He's not just doing the play-by-play. He's out there at practice every day interviewing guys coming off the field. He does a podcast where he interviews former players, current players, coaches. And so it's really more of like an all-inclusive role as opposed to five hours on Saturday. So fans have really enjoyed like not only getting to hear his calls, but also like that interview of the program he's providing. So, I mean, nobody – I've said this a million times. Nobody's ever going to replace Gene. Right. But Cole has been really freaking
3: good. I'm fascinated by this. I'm a junkie for play-by-play, guys. So I'm sorry to like sidetrack you guys for it, but I – for me, I just think the play-by-play voice in memory of your favorite moments, like they're tied together. Like that's Gene doing a job, but for you, that's your memory of the play happening. Yes, yeah, and and those guys are important. And Louisville's uh, Paul Rogers has been doing football and basketball since the late seventies. I mean, it will be it will be a change uh, for people whenever it is that he decides to, uh, to retire as well. And then all of a sudden your sports memories start changing. And it's just, yeah. It's, I guess I'm a romantic about that. That's why I was kind of curious what you guys had to say about that. No, Sorry. You,
0: but, but I'm exactly like that. Like I remember, so I was a big Kobe guy and I remember when Kobe dunked the ball in Minnesota and Kevin Harlan said, Kobe Bryant just sucked the gravity right out of the target center. And like yeah. those calls are tied with your memory of it. I, you know, everybody's, you know, he's called so many games now that everybody can remember, Mike Green calling bang for their favorite yeah. team to hit a, yeah. hit a three. And I told Jeff that. And that was – so this was the cool realization I had. And we'll say this and then we'll get on with actually talking about football. But all of those memories of me being a kid and remembering Gene's call, like I think about it now. I have a four-year-old, two-year-old, and a four-month-old this week. And so, like, that's going to be the – like, Jeff's going to be the voice they remember. Right. Like, in 25 years, like, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, hopefully good things. When Jeff called that national title or when Jeff called this or when – he called that upset yep. at Duke or whatever it was. That's going to be the voice that they remember. And so, like to me, it was kind of that cool full circle moment, right? Because like the kids get here and they're they maybe more to you than a football game or whatever. But it was that. That's kind of what was neat for me. And so I'm excited to continue to hear hear him call stuff for sure. Okay, let's jump into this. I'll start. I'm out of breath now, just excited about <laughs> one, guys, but. um a lot of chatter about uh, Scott Satterfield. He's a game under 500 in his four years or three and a half years that he's been there. Uh, what's the fan uh, mood right now? Obviously, week one probably didn't help his case at all. but Week two, right. going on the road and, and winning a big game at UCF. I know this isn't 2017 national championship level UCF, but uh, what are what's the what's the fan base's thoughts on Scott? You know, how important is this game and, and the rest of the season to, to him?
3: Yeah, all summer, spring and summer, actually, the his kind of approval rating or what have you kind of skyrocketed. Louisville started to put together this uh, extremely good recruiting class, and you started to get a little bit of optimism You know, coming together about the team as they did pretty well in the portal. You're like, okay, they've, they've uh, addressed a lot of the issues uh, personnel-wise. To where when the season got here, I mean, I think there was largely like as long as he does enough, Everybody wants him to be successful. And then the Syracuse game was just a, a whiplash. I mean, he's T-boned by by the way that that game went, especially because they, uh, for all of Louisville's struggles uh, at times, have not struggled with Syracuse. They blew them out easily the last uh, two years, and there really wasn't much reason to think that it would just be completely inverted and be as one-sided as it was. But rebounding and rebounding the way that they did against UCF where it was the defense standing up uh, for two-thirds of that game, Uh, and to have them, I think more than anything else, just still look engaged, bought in. People are pretty encouraged by that, but this Florida State game now is just an enormous kind of uh, inflection point, show-me game kind of thing for Scott. He, He can't afford to lose this one.
1: Yeah. And Mark with that, you know, it obviously at yeah, ACC media days, I believe he, he made some comments about how he wanted to show that Malik Cunningham is a true quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. Just not, not just a running guy or anything like that, which he's phenomenal at. So I'm not right. sure what he was thinking there. Um, but just looking at that, it, knowing that that first game probably hurt him a lot. Does his game plan change? Cause it looked like it did a little bit in that second half against UCF where he said, Hey, let's, let's, Let's let Malik be Malik, right? It, it, and it clearly made a difference to the 43-yard touchdown run um, with his seat getting a little warm after that Syracuse game. Do you think that played a role? And what role will that play this week? Because as a Florida State fan who's watched Malik Cunningham the past few years, I said before you came on, I'm still terrified to death of this man. And I'm even more terrified because I think Satterfield's going to just let him loose Friday night.
3: I think you're right about that. And I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, success level wise, how it'll work. But he's pretty explicit this week. Satterfield was that as far as he was concerned, Malik looking as, as kind of ineffective as he did in week one was because of them. You know, they, they said basically, we tried to do the very things TJ, you were just talking about. We're going to, we're going to get him under control in the pocket and that sort of thing. And then basically said heading into halftime against UCF, yeah, we decided like the things are better when it's, when it's a little bit more backyard Malik. And instead of trying to sort of grind through this period where he becomes something better than he is or something other than what he is, just get the most out of what he's good at right now. And they played a little bit more backyard against UCF. And I think what you saw against UCF on both sides of the ball is very, very close to what you'll see against FSU for sure.
1: Yeah, And that's a little scary, but. One thing, obviously, you know, Louisville lost their best receiver to Alabama in the transfer portal. That's something we're all going to get used to uh, um, when it comes to Bama, Georgia, Ohio
3: State. And he stuff. has as many catches as the three of us <laughs> yeah. so far. Yeah. As the but... queen. I mean, you name it.
1: But looking at... um. You know, Louisville's production so far, it's really been on the ground. Um, you know, Cunningham, I, I believe another transfer, T- Taiwan Evans, 88% of the team's rush yards through two games. And then Tyler Hudson is the only receiver in double digits with receptions and triple digits with yards. Granted, you got another guy with 99 yards. Um, but those three guys that seem so far to make this offense go – Who else should we be looking out for? Obviously, I know the backfield's been banged up a little bit. Are you getting anybody back that can help bolster that rushing attack to where
3: it's not so reliant on Malik and Evans? I think you're going to see the majority of the carries still be with them. Uh, and if I had to you know, think about kind of a distribution, Scott does like to keep him fresh and, and sort of have a rotation, almost like an NFL style. But it's not yeah. like 33, 33, 33, So I think Evans will get two-thirds of the carries, and then they, they'll, they'll split that other third between Jahar Jordan uh, and and Travion Cooley this week. Jalen Mitchell, I think, is not going to play at all uh, in this mm-hmm. one. And we haven't seen Cooley all year. So there's kind of a new face, and he was a little bit more of the kind of breakaway guy a year ago. Uh, but hasn't really played at all. So if if he's a factor, that's Evans can go. Like Evans is a home run guy. He had The 37 yard touchdown against to Syracuse in week one. Like he's yeah. he's that guy. And I think that they're really going to start building the offense around the fact that he and Malik are such dangerous running threats together. Maybe uh, read guys a little bit more than blocking them as much as they tried in the first week, and go from there. As far as receiver, I think it's the it's the least developed place on the offense. I think the offensive line, I think they've sort of figured out what they feel comfortable with. Uh, quarterback, running back, they're good. But wide receiver, there's, there's no deep threat like Tyler Harrell or Tutu outwell before that, uh, like like there has been Scott's first three years here. And that that is a hindrance. I don't know, and I don't know who it necessarily would be. But in the slot, Braden Smith is coming off an ACL injury last year, uh, and Amari Huggins, Bruce, have been good and are, and are emerging more. And Louisville, I think, has done a good job getting tight end Marshawn Ford more involved, and he doesn't have like enormous yardage, but is reliable as a pass catcher and, and is good in short yardage down distance. Like Malik looks for him now, so there's they've got weapons, but there certainly has not been anybody that sort of takes the top off like they've had in the past that's emerged, at least not yet.
0: Oh, I'm on mute.
3: Uh, a transfer
0: at uh. At Louisville came from FSU. We've got a few of your guys as well, but uh, you know, this is the battle of, of who swapped most guys. Right? Up um, the trade up trade. Like. Jarvis is a guy that you know made some made some mistakes at FSU, cost some FSU in, in a big way here or there. But you know, had a pretty good game against UCF. Um, made some big plays. I know he's amped for this. We've talked with Jordan and and Richie said this before you got on, but we talked with Devin Travis. I don't know if you remember him playing yep. baseball, yep. but uh, talking with Devin and he was there in. In New Orleans with us, and he said that Jordan's not. I mean, it's been so long, right? Since Jordan was there, that I don't know if it's the same thing as Jarvis leaving after last year. Yeah, and none Daniel. of the coaches are even here anymore, right? right? So you it's know, right. different. But but this game means a lot to Jarvis. And so, like, what are your you know what are your expectations for him and that secondary in in general against some the, probably the best Florida State wide receiver group that we've had in four or five years.
3: Yeah, they love him. They the coaches here love uh, Jarvis and. They, they really feel good about Keetra Clark. Uh, and then now when they talk, they say they feel really good about Keetra Clark and Jarvis Brownley. Like, it's both. They, they really do feel like they've got two legitimate corners and they don't really have a huge drop-off between the other. You know, they haven't let him talk this week for us to hear anything about, you know, what he might think about the FSU game. And that's probably smart, smart. you know, <laughs> on his part. But I think the whole secondary walked away from the UCF game Really feeling a lot more confident because, you know, at 14-7 in that game, UCF scores. They basically made the decision, we're blitzing five, we're blitzing six, every play for the rest of the game. And saying, hey, secondary, do your thing, and and we need it. And it it worked. they UCF, 2.9 yards per play in the second half of that game. I mean, they shut them down uh, and forced Plumlee to throw, and he can't. Uh, Not like they needed them to. Now, I think Jordan's a better passer than John Rice-Bomley and and will be, and Florida State's receivers, I think, are at least as good as UCF's, who who are pretty good. Uh, You just couldn't give them the ball. So I think you'll see a game plan that's similar, but I don't think they can be as utterly, you know, utter abandon with blitzes like they were against UCF. There's no fear of UCF throwing last week. There's a healthy amount of fear, but I still think it's probably the best way for Louisville to go about trying to stop shooting.
0: I thought that UCF, especially early in the game, and then as it got later, I don't know if I was paying as much attention, so I'll lean on your expertise here. But I thought that UCF did pretty well in the trenches against Louisville. I thought that there were times that UCF was really able to kind of get after it. Florida State looked good in the trenches um, against an, an SEC opponent a couple of weeks ago. Is that a concern for Louisville? Is that somewhere that Louisville thinks that they can maybe bow up a little bit? Or just what are your thoughts on both sides of the line?
3: Yeah, I, I think that for Louisville's offensive line, I think that will be an interesting matchup because, you know, with the, the base stretch runs as, like, the you know, what they do, it, it, you know, FSU being as big as they are, what you're really looking for is to get a defense kind of flowing one way or the other. Uh, and so I don't know about that matchup. We'll see. They, they've they held their own, I think, last year and the year before, but not so great the year before that. So Scott's sort of 50-50 there. But I, I'm deeply concerned about Louisville's uh, defensive line and the front seven really holding up against the run. The, I don't think they can afford to do anything other than tons of run blitzes. Louisville's defensive line is a up to this point is a real non-factor. Now, they, you had a little bit of a disruption and, and uh, tackles for losses, that sort of thing from defensive line, once they really just set everybody loose. But on their own, it's not a great front seven, and it's not a, a disruptive front seven. And I would be shocked if if Florida State got away from running the ball as quickly as UCF did.
1: So Mark, you know, personally, I, I have no idea what to expect from these teams. It's so early in the season. Well, let me let me back changed. up. Let me back up.
0: Well, we had Mark on last year. I don't know if you remember this, Mark. We asked Mark, "Hey, what should we expect?" And Mark said, "I have no clue. I have yeah. no clue what." The, and so, like. Here we are a year later, and I feel like it's going to be the same answer. But go, Bo, go ahead, Rich. Like,
1: it's it's like game it's- three though, so it's still it's difficult. Yeah. But I have an idea. We're going to give our predictions later. Uh, once you hop off, Mark, you know, just to to avoid the controversy here and all that stuff. But um.
3: Best what do I, I think is going to happen?
1: Yeah. What do you think is going to happen in this game? And, and uh, I don't know if you have a score prediction yet. You probably want to save that for your show, but if you do have one, please share it with us. We'd love to break that. Um, we're giving ours later tonight, but yeah, just, I don't know. I, I expect an extremely raucous environment at Cardinal Stadium. Yep. I really do. Yep. Season opener, home opener, ACC, or excuse me, yeah, ACC and home opener Friday night liquored up I I think it's going to be a very crazy environment and in Florida State has not played that we had I'm sorry it it was a it was 50-50 sincerely at the Superdome in in two weeks ago Um, and quite frankly it the noise level of TG and I wrote there it felt like Florida State had a 60-40 edge but it was 50-50 but my goodness going into Louisville we're gonna have maybe what 6,000 fans 7,000 at most it's gonna be a true road environment, and I do think it'll be tough. So, what, what do you
3: think happens with or without a score prediction? Yeah, I, I think it will be what is Florida State a point and a half, two-point favorite. No, for two, the, two I mean two and, and a half currently, way. yeah. So I mean who I, knows what it'll settle at. Yeah, I, I would I would stay away from it if I was giving gambling advice. I mean, I really don't, yeah, it's easy for me to foresee. Uh, so many different outcomes that that UCF is actually really really bad, and that Florida State is a lot better at, at taking advantage of what Louisville tried to do, or that uh, that LSU is actually bad, and Florida State isn't that great either. Uh, I mean, I don't. It's hard, it's really really difficult to say and feel a ton of confidence about almost any element of because it's so young in the year, and they've been the performances were so different. It's really hard to look at it and be like, I don't know which one of these guys is the real one. If I had to guess, I think the game will be a lot like the UCF game. Only I don't think FSU will be as inept uh, or kind of stubborn as I think UCF was. Uh, but then Louisville will. If Louisville's better in the red zone, that may have been a little bit more of a, a lopsided game than it ended up being. So I think it'll be a coin flip. And I would. N- there's no outcome in this game other than straight blowout. Either one. I don't. I just can't see that.
1: So I, I like the under. That, that's yes, the only thing I like. That's I the only that's thing a, I like right if now. I was gonna bet on it. What is it?
3: 50, 50 and a half, fifty seven. Fifty-seven. Way under right? Oh, way 57. up. Oh, oh, way yeah, under. Yeah, yeah, I was prepared yeah. to bet on it. Yeah,
0: because I yeah, because <laughs> I kind of like something. We'll we'll yeah, we'll project it here in a little bit, but like I kind of like like a tw- one. I mean, this is not my official, right? But like a like 2019 20, game. Yeah, 27 21, yeah. 27 20. Absolutely. Maybe maybe whoever wins that, maybe it ends up being like 31 21
1: because you get a score late, but that's still
0: well under that 57. So I don't know. I'm, I'd be I'm with surprised
1: that. with a shootout. That's that's the only thing I'm confident in. That said, watch me forty-five, forty-two. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't get a lot
3: of run-based game. shootouts. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's and, true. and that's what these yeah. two teams are. And there's no no deep threat for either one of them, really. Yeah. yeah. So I would be shocked. I appreciate it though. So
0: most important, I'm coming up. I'm leaving at six a.m. tomorrow. Right. So need to need to wrap up and, and get out of here. But uh, we've got a couple things planned. We're going by Peerless. We're going by Mictors. We've gotten some restaurant recommendations, some barbecue stops, some non-barbecue. What is your like when you tell a local and I don't nothing double no, nothing like greasy chicken tenders
3: because that's our thing. Right.
0: What uh, <laughs> what is your like? OK, hidden gem. Can't miss. Go hit this when you're in town.
3: I mean, if you can get in Hammerheads uh, and get uh, you know, just get a any burger there, really, there it's just out of this world. Good. Uh, and it, sh- it is a gem that not very many people know about. Uh, and I would implore you while you're here, get in there. Just get yourself hamburger and French fries. It's out of this world.
0: Yeah. So when you go to their website here, I want to pull this up really quickly just so that people are like we've got a, a pretty good number in here watching. So we'll, we'll pull this up. When you go to their website, this is what you're greeted with on the main page. Look at this. Like that's like literally just their Damn. main page. And I'm just like, he's talking about the burger, and I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. There's no way I'm not getting those two to go with this burger. That I'm to you try. can't go so, wrong
3: there, man. You really um, can.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. Are you uh um? What's your uh? I mean, I know you're not. I know you probably work in the game, but like, what's the what's your what's your go to bourbon? I'm I'm coming up with Sonone. I don't know if you know Brendan Sonone of Knowles Two Four Seven. Yes, we're I coming never. up and we uh we do a bourbon pod together. So, what's your go to bourbon? I, I think I've sent four roses in the past. But you did.
3: You I would say if I had a go to right now, Seventeen Ninety uh, oh, uh, become yeah. a really big fan of that. Uh, girlfriend is a huge fan of that, so. Uh, we've become aligned in that regard. So that's where I'm at these days for my like standard. That's the one yeah. I really like.
0: Are you a beer guy at all? Or are you? Do you stick to I heaven? am
3: not. Now, my the AM co host or the AM host on our state, our sister station here, huge, huge beer. Like whatever the level above beer snob is, like beer oh, doctor, you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. A beer czar. He's that. <laughs> and that's I, I just whatever's in front of me, I don't taste very big differences in front of it. It's fun. Not, gotcha. non discriminating beer taste for me. I was I'm here. Baking. I was going to send you some beer, but it sounds like it would be wasted. It so, would. It would. <laughs> so we'll just do the bourbon again. So, <laughs> sounds Mark,
0: good. tell people where they can find you, your work, where they can find you, where they can listen to you. We'll get you out of here. Man.
3: Thank you so much yeah. 93.9 The Ville. We're on uh, Monday through Friday, three to six uh, on post the uh, game coverage with the, the broadcast through Learfield land and then uh, on the radio station after football. Uh, as well and if you guys are going to be out there we'll be at cardinal stadium broadcasting right from where the card march, where the team comes in and all that there so stop by say hello yeah come find you and i'm excited all too because right. like after the game you know
0: how bad is the traffic leaving i mean you left Doak for a game before is the traffic pretty bad leaving or can you get out pretty easy it has
3: gotten a lot better it's not okay. near the nightmare it used to be so you'll be all right you'll be fine
0: so but i was gonna say if the traffic's really bad then i'll just get to listen to you for longer on the post game or so we'll see <laughs> mark just thank you good. so much for your time man i appreciate okay, guys. you Sure, thing. thanks, Mark. Yep. Mark Ennis of ninety three nine of the bill the the big uh, rock station here wraps it whatever the big like hit station is 99.3, nine three or ninety three three here in Tampa. So I knew I was going to mess that up, but I didn't. Shout out to for Nobody super chatted while Mark was on. Nobody had anything to ask of the Louisville guy. Richie and I are going to play, and we bring Harlan. And Harlan, I could barely hear you earlier, so you got to lean into your mic or something. Here, we're going to bring Harlan in, and we're going to play our pick them again that was mark innes on the rohan law extra sauce guest segment we've told you guys about this every week and hopefully you've taken advantage of it but we introduce you to doug rohan and his sponsor our sponsor rohan law as a way to give back to our listeners and our viewers they are giving away two champions club tickets and a parking pass for the clemson game
2: which game to- which game the DJ? clemson game yes. the
0: biggest game on the schedule Two tickets to the Clemson Game Champions Club, not just sitting up way up high in 80th row. Champions Club tickets. If you want to win, text Knowles N-O-L-E-S to 850-809-1906. Again, text the word Knowles to 850-809-1906. I'll put it right here and I'll even put it up on the screen for just a minute so that you guys know that. Knowles N-O-L-E-S to 850-809-1906 for a chance to win two Clemson tickets, a parking pass, sit in that Champions Club with all that booze that you guys love. And uh, if you take your kid, they'll just eat popcorn and ice cream the whole time, go home with an upset stomach. It'll be great. You know, not speaking from experience, but I've literally sat in those seats and done that with my child. So Rohan Law, extra sauce segment. Appreciate uh, Mark and our partners over at Rohan Law. Last one, and we'll get out of here. This is our Made Equal Pick 6. They've got some exciting stuff in the works. Made Equal Clothing. Um, I want to give them a shout out and say hello to them. Appreciate their support. We've got some exciting stuff coming from them in the next week. Just know right now that they are Knoll-founded. They support our student-athletes, and they give back to our underprivileged communities in ways that you guys can't even imagine. Love Love, love working with Made Equal Clothing. Do me a favor. we have got some big news coming from them soon. But right now, go ahead and follow them on social media. I will put a link both in the description and here on the chat. You can go ahead and follow them on Twitter. It's Made Equal CO, Made Equal Clothing. Appreciate them. Richie, it's time for our pick six. Let's get Harlan in here um, so we can kick his butt in the – am I still winning? Let's recap last week. Harlan, do you have the bets for last week
1: or the picks for last week?
4: Got it right here bro right here let's go I gotta get bro, hard. it was not a good week it for me
1: i don't week. believe
4: all right let me scroll up here so the current score is tj at eight richie at seven me at seven i was actually down really bad so i had a really good week i just want to say that right now
1: i had a bad week yeah
0: harlan i don't i can't hear you very well i don't know if that's your mic or just the fact that you're in second place but um <laughs> uh, okay <laughs>
1: all right what do we got this week Richie? All right so so we're gonna start it off with Jordan Travis pass yards uh, we'll go to the super producer first I'll go to TJ next and I'll finish it up uh 225 and a half pass yards I think that's a great number by the way set for us Harlan, what do you think man?
4: Whoa, TJs doing some crazy stuff all right um <laughs> I've got my score prediction as a blowout so you're gonna see a lot of overs from me I'm going over 225 and a half
1: over me as well. I'll take under. I think we're run heavy. Um, I think Jordan Travis has a good day on the ground. We'll see. Um, Malik Cunningham, 205.5 pass yards. I guess we'll go in reverse. I'll start this one. I'll go over. I think that's too low. I, I, I think Florida State comes out too early lead. Louisville plays from behind. They're forced to throw more than they want to. Um, so I'll go over the 205.5. What about you, TJ?
0: Man, I really want to go under here, but you just convinced me. Shout out my guys that made it equal. Just give us a little bit of love yes. in the comments. Guys, give I, them I a follow here. I need those yeah. joggers that they have coming out. Dude, right. they're fire. So go give them a follow. Hey, I'm going to leave their comment up here. Sorry, Harlan, that's cutting you off a little bit. But I'm going to leave their comment up here. Um, They got a big launch coming on 923. Oh, you put me on the bottom. Very good. Um <laughs> They got a big launch coming on 923. Y'all give them a follow here on YouTube. They support Knowles. They give back to, like I said, underprivileged communities. Very, very, very uh, happy to work with them. One of the, one of the most proud I've ever been to work with a sponsor. So um, yeah, over me as well. Reggie. Sorry.
4: That's a long Hardly. way to say over. <laughs> yeah. I hate, I hate to be the same as y'all, but I see Louisville down big and throwing a lot. So I'm going to go over.
1: All right. Treshawn Ward, 60 and a half rushing yards. I'm going to start just because I think this is not an easy over because I actually think Trey Benson's going to take the bulk of the carries this week but I, I do think it's, this could be like a 250 yard rushing week. I'm going to take the over on on 60 and a half. Uh, we'll go Harlan, then TJ
4: over for sure. I went under on him against LSU. I'm going over against this rushing defense from Louisville.
0: When I was on the rising Spear podcast and asked Treshawn Ward, and again, we'll, we'll submit you guys picks if you super chat them. So you can just super chat them uh, as an a, or if you're a sponsor, we'll just put them up for free. So shout out to Made equal again. Um, Trayshawn Ward is the funniest person on the team. I asked him and, and Trey Benson and uh, Lawrence Toffili. And he said like, no, it's me. I'm the funny. So I will never take an under for him in my entire life over on Trayshawn Ward.
1: All right. We'll go to the next one. Exact same line. So I get these numbers. I don't make them up. We get them from an official sports book. Not going to mention them. But Malik Cunningham, again, rushing this time. Same line, 60 and a half. Uh, TJ Harlem, where are you guys at?
4: Under.
0: Sacks count. So
1: sacks count for rushing or passing in college? Rushing,
4: yeah.
0: Yeah, under. Jimbo hated that. I think, I think if you take away his sack yard, he go over.
1: But we're going to get to him
0: quite a few
4: times. So I thought he was going to be the only one to go under there. Disappointed. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I I, smart. I, I'm going over. I, I, I see him breaking a big one. Uh, if Florida State does have a lead late, we saw what Jaden Daniels did those last three drives in the fourth quarter against LSU. Um, I'm going to take the over uh, from there. We go to Micah Pittman. Three and a half receptions. That's a really good line because at first I'm like, this is an easy over. I'm going to take the slight over just because I I do think we get involved a little bit with with more of the short pass because Louisville does blitz a lot. A lot of run blitzes. We just talked to Mark Ennis. They blitz every play in the second half. So Pittman's the guy in the slot that gets those quick catches. I'll take the over. Give me four catches for uh, Micah Pittman. How about you, TJ.
0: Yeah, he's got seven on the year, so three and a half is a pretty good line that they're yeah. sitting there. That's a lazy um,
1: line, if you want to be honest. <laughs> sure is. Good lord! I
0: uh, give me the over. I think we are going to throw quite a bit here, uh, so I'm it over stuff, on. Yeah, I've taken over on everything else. So what's the difference now, right? Just <laughs> screw it. Oh, well, I don't even care what the rest of your questions are. Just over.
4: Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, we're going to be running so much with read option. I think our throws are going to be down the field, so I'm going to go under here. Mike is more of a other than the. Goal line fade, um, I think we're going to be throwing it down the field, which would be more beneficial to some other wide receivers.
1: So our final one, um, and I I think this is actually a really good one because Adam Fuller, so I did make this one up myself, like he knows this man inside out. Uh, he's had talks with Alex Adkins and Mike Norvell. But Jarvis Brownlee, 5.5 times targeted. So not receptions given up or anything like that. But will Florida State target Brownlee more than 5.5 times? Over keep in mind, Over keep, me. Keep in mind, he is not listed as a starter. He is second string. But he they're will targeting play a him good every, Yeah, they're targeting him every play out there, man. Over me. I don't mean to be petty, but here we go. Over. all right <laughs> Harlan, what do you think, man?
4: I'm going to go over. I'll be honest on this. I didn't put it in the sheet, but I'll go over.
1: Uh, uh I gotta go over just because the, man the, the staff knows him so well um, it, unless Louisville's giving him extra help over the top that we're not expecting I, I think they go over as well. Uh, but from there, Harlan, give us your score prediction and, and then TJ and I will do it and we will get out of here for the night.
4: Yeah, so I'm going unlike last time I'm going with my same pick as the website and I think it's a blowout. And I think it's over. I think both y'all are wrong. I think our guest was wrong. I'm going 42-24 Florida State. Oof.
1: Take my seat Oof. if you're right, Harlan. Take my seat.
0: <laughs> can we get him a new mic if that's the case? I'm bringing him. He can, him have, my, he can
1: have my Yeti blue here. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Uh, Richie, you go next. I'll finish this up. All right. So I've seeing a lot of confidence from the Florida State fan base heading into this game this week, especially, right? We're feeling good. Louisville's not looked great. For some reason, I just am struggling to get a lot of confidence. you got to think when they joined the ACC in 2014, right? You needed a heroic performance from Jamison Dalvin to win that game. We all know 2016, the the uh, Louisville-Lamar Jackson disaster. 2018, we won the game. That was horrible coaching. The coach got fired probably because of that game. 2020, COVID, don't care, whatever. It's not been kind to us. It's almost rally North Carolina West at this point. But I just think we're better in both trenches, and I think that's the difference, right? I think Louisville will play their best game of the year. I think the offense looks good. I think Malik Cunningham has some really good moments. But I do think Florida State does just enough. I think we're going to be run heavy, so I'm not going to predict us to score a ton of points because I think we're going to limit possessions. But I do think Florida State comes out and wins this game something like 27 23. I don't have a lot of faith in either kickers, but I, I think Adam Fuller has learned his lesson to some extent. And again, the biggest thing for me, Malik Cunningham doesn't have a two, two at well, doesn't have the weapons he's had in the past. So I'm picking Florida state 27 Louisville 23, but it, it might be tight at the end when a lot of fans, maybe not maybe don't think so right now like carlin but i i'm expecting this game to come down to the final you know three to five minutes go ahead tj yeah
0: if you guys have any super chats before we go shoot us a message we're happy to kind of get those up on air but we are wrapping up we are winding down here um if you are watching if you're enjoying this or watching it on the replay do me a favor and hit that subscribe button under richie's what is that richie your left arm over there um yeah, for that's right. 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 Oh, whichever one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. One of your arms. Are oh, you
1: throwing an Aslan with a meme here? Yeah, Oh
0: me. boy. Now we're getting a, we're gonna get an email. <laughs> um, yeah, but underneath the double fries no slaw logo, hit that subscribe button. We put out a really good video this morning that had some really, really, really good recruiting insight from Zach Blostein of Knowles 247. Go check that out if you're watching, if you're listening. Once we wrap up, some good and good news coming, I believe, on Hiken Williams five star wide receiver and four-star linebacker, uh, Blake Nicholson. So go check that out after we wrap up here in just a moment. If you have any last-minute questions, get them in via Super Chat. We will answer them. To answer your question, Richie, man, I think this is a game that the Knowles dominate and never really are challenged. I could see it being a one-score game at half, and I think the Knolls pull away late. Give me 31-21 FSU. I think we do a really, really good job. And that 21, by the way, is because of a two-point conversion by Louisville. I think we force them to two field goals. I don't think they're scoring three touchdowns on us. We'll see. 31-21. The Knowles have a good lead late. 38, I'm sorry, 28 to 21. Kick a field goal late to put it out of reach and uh give me a give me a dent interception on Louisville's final Ooh. drive to uh to wrap that thing up. Give so, give me I, give me that but Greedy Vance. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take Vance. <laughs> Bro, I, I, whatever it takes, man. I like the yeah or Jerry Jackson's strip sack, right? Let's like go. anything, yeah. anything there that's like go. a former Louisville guy. So, um, man, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Give me the Knowles and a win here. Give me three and zero. And all white, and Lidl Lidl going Lidl gold.
1: Got oh, in. gold. Got mine in today. Got mine in today. You, you notice I went the white lid, white jersey,
0: right? I like it. I this was intentional I just the double fries thing, but I got, I got a white beer, so that counts. <laughs> uh, again, shout out Bay Cannon Beer Co. I put the link in here from Bavana. You can go and shop for this Bay Cannon beer right. Oh, verse two sacks. I like that. Verse three and a half sacks. Good lord. I put a link up for Bay Cannon Beer Co. for Bavana. I'm telling you guys, their beer is fantastic. I've had two or three while we've been sitting here. Richie's drinking it right now. Really, really good stuff. It's also like just go grab a beer, man. It's pretty, pretty <laughs> simple there. You can buy one beer for five bucks or a four-pack for 18. You're going to buy beer anyway to watch the game. Go get it from people that support FSU. Again, Matt, that we had on early in the show, walked on at FSU, played wide receiver for the Knowles. We like to give back to FSU folks, and so that's what we do. Made equal clothing. Stay tuned for their launch coming up in a couple of weeks. And Rohan Law on our Extra Sauce segment. Make sure you register for those Clemson tickets yeah. because those are going to be dope. I'm kind of jealous that they're not giving it to me, but some, some lucky fan gets to... Uh, Enjoy the uh, Clemson game, the Clemson win from the Champions Uh, Club. Your your mic came out. Your mic came out. You're driving me nuts.
1: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. It's just not very good. I can hear you. Go ahead. All right. So I was going to say, real quick, those Clemson tickets, by the way, like Champions Club for that game, when we are, what, 6-0 at this point, those are like a 1,000 bucks a pair. Like, guys, text the phone number. Because there's a chance you will you will not get in the stadium. The up nose leads will be more expensive than what you're doing right now. But definitely take advantage because, my goodness, those are good seats. Like TJ said, I wish I could have them. I'll actually be in Louisville, ironically, for a no. bachelor's that weekend.
0: I'm a little pissed that I'm not getting those. But Rohan log, your best friend on your worst day. Text the word Knowles, 850-809-1906. 850-809-1906. The number is there on the bottom of the screen. Hey, man, Richie, I enjoy this show, man. I don't tell you guys enough. Richie Harlan, Brian, Mike, uh, Sean, Ed, the, the, the folks that help out with friends and saw I really do appreciate you guys. I thought tonight was a fantastic show, a lot of fun, and we will have a lot of fun, I think, on Friday night after this win when we do an instant reaction. So uh, let's, let's all join back here on Friday night. Let's hang out again. Richie, you got any shout-outs before we get out of
1: here? uh no shout out shout outs to the tell the listeners it, it, we had a very active chat tonight i appreciate it i don't know if it's the fact that we're 2-0 and or if our fan base is just growing either way i love it i hope we get to 3-0 and and we can tj hop on spaces on friday night and then again we got to figure out saturday sunday because I, I got some stuff going on but we'll definitely have a recap show after florida state goes to 3-0 and and we are hosting boston college to go a 4-0 next week let's go knolls
0: Shout out to uh shout out to FSU, man. Let's go get another win this weekend. Let's get after it on this preview show. We will see you guys when win loss, or draw on Friday night after the game. But yeah, you're right, Brian Justice. Friday night lit. spaces it will be Friday night spaces. You're gonna be lit. We'll be here on YouTube as well. We'll we'll, we'll stream it to YouTube as well. We'll talk to you guys Should on I Friday turn night. my camera off for that. No, nah, no, nah, you gotta be hammered on camera. All right. <laughs> uh if I to be hammered in Louisville, you gotta be hammered in Orlando. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys on Friday night. Go Knowles.